Welcome to the Green Edge podcast with Michael Cross and me, Fraser Harper. This is our weekly roundup for the week ending 7th of October 2022. As we say in our post this week, Chris Skidmore MP has a busy three months ahead. His independent review of Net Zero was only just announced in Quasi Kwarteng's mini-budget, and it has until the end of December to produce a report that, in the government's words, will ensure we are delivering net zero in a way that is pro-business and pro-growth. In our post, we look at the part of the review that calls for evidence from the public, and how that evidence will be used to consider the three main aims of the review, which are, broadly, firstly, to deliver on Liz Truss's mantra of growth and investment, secondly, to support UK energy security and affordability, and thirdly, to minimise the costs of decarbonisation for both consumers and businesses. And Michael, Liz only seemed to give net zero a cursory mention in her speech at the Tory party conference the other day. That's a shame, but Chris Goodmore has 90 days to expand on her one mention, and hopefully that will actually give some real weight to net zero and build on the framework that the Climate Change Committee have created. And I think Chris will be well advised to make use of the framework the CCC annual report provided to actually slot in the data he gets back from business, from academia, from the public and the like, and really try and understand the opportunities that are there on a sectoral basis, a spatial basis, and from the small and medium-sized enterprise side. Because if you think of SMEs, there are 5.5 million small businesses. They employ the best part of 13 million people. And in construction and in professional, scientific and technical services, there are significant sets of businesses. So I think there's a lot to be done there. One observation or two we'd like to make as well The methodology of collecting data in open questions, I think, is very laudable, but creates an inordinate amount of work. I spent many happy months uh, responding and helping a guy called Robin Nicholson many years ago on exactly the same type of consultation. It was very difficult to make sense of people's responses that were freeform. I think the other piece we'd like to raise is the importance of getting some good data around employment. He does ask about sectoral employment, but I think it would be very good if in this review he pulls together the various data sets, be it national or local, together in one place. And perhaps that's something, a task he could hand over once he's done it to the Green Jobs Delivery Group to maintain that data set and allow us to monitor progress on an ongoing basis. And a reminder that you can find this week's post at greenedge.substack.com. And just before we move on, going back to the Tory party conference this week, here is Liz Truss's tip of the hat towards net zero. We are taking decisive action to reinforce our energy security. We're opening more gas fields in the North Sea and delivering more renewables and nuclear energy. This is how we will protect the great British environment, deliver on our commitment to net zero and tackle climate change. Peter Henderson is an impact investor who focuses on renewable energy, food security and carbon reduction. He's currently building a microalgae plant in Poland which brings all of these elements together. But this is just the first part of a wider blockchain-enabled venture called the Sustainable Investment Trading Ecosystem, or SITE. 
From his base in the New Forest, we caught up with Pete earlier this week to find out more. The idea of SITE is that SITE will host and present different impact investment opportunities, whether it'll be solar in Brazil or protein growing in Poland or a protein farm in the UK or a number of other potential opportunities. Once you've showcased the different investment opportunities, you can then decide to personally invest by purchasing a sustainable impact token, SIT, S-I-T, and that sustainable impact token will be purchased by the investor. They will get a return on that investment. Um, in our case, with the first project, we're offering a 10% targeted return. And then that token will be allocated to a project of their choice. At the moment, the first project available for people to invest in is a protein factory in Poland that we're building. So that money gets invested in into um, the project in Poland. And then as the project grows and develops and starts to produce a yield, the money is returned back into um, SIT and the investor gets paid back their, their investment with their yield. The plant in Poland will have its own water source, biogas plant and solar farm and will be completely off-grid. We asked Pete about the market for the microalgae it will produce. Well, the market's worth $6.5 billion, so it's a very big market okay. and it's growing rapidly and the, um, the amount of um, world appetite to look for non-animal-based proteins only growing. So um, what we are, instead of being a refined product, we're more of the sort of ingredients going into other people's products. So if you look at Athletic Green in the United States, AG1, it's most probably worth a billion dollars. And one of the biggest protein powder um, supplements you can get in the States, they would buy stuff from us, for example. It's got the highest level of protein, you know, even more protein in our in our product than you get out of Turkey, for example. So we are looking at ways of introducing the product into food that will be regarded as staying alive food for refugees and and malnourished children and, you know, Africa, etc. Now, we're researching a piece for publication on The Green Edge shortly about crypto-based green investing and carbon offsetting. So we took the opportunity to ask Pete for his thoughts about a future where, for example, People could be using their own carbon tokens for offsetting air travel instead of trusting the airlines to do it for them. I think the biggest driver of this is going to be the United States tax return requirements that they're putting into corporate America. If you're not reducing carbon or if you're not offsetting it enough, you are going to be taxed at a higher rate. So I think U.S. economics is going to drive the habit of airlines, companies, organizations to have a more transparent reflection on what it actually means. Because at the moment, nobody really understands what a carbon credit is. And I, I would love it if if Emirates or BA or somebody said, look, you can either give us the carbon offset and we'll put it into our audit, or if you want, you can allocate it to, to sustainable impact tokens. That would be amazing. Now, last Monday was the first business day of October, so as is our wont, we posted our September reports roundup. And now that we're into the new month, has anything caught your eye yet, Michael? Yeah, a couple of reports. One from the Carbon Tracker, which examines company accounts, and they've gone through, I think it's about 134 corporate accounts 
And I think they found eight or nine actually showing real green progress, marginal in some cases. And then there's another one, the annual report from the science-based net zero, which is looking at uh, science-based targets. And the reason I mentioned both of these, I'd like us to be able to find a way of using these macro measures to look beneath the surface and find skills. Because if you're scoring well on your science-based targets and on your audits, you should be doing something green within your business, and therefore there should be skills. And we're wondering if we can use that as a macro measure of some of these things. And those two reports, no doubt, will go into your reports roundup at the end of October. Yes, it's already growing, even though we're only a few days into the month. We've got about 20 reports already on the list. Lots to read. Yes. Thank you for listening to this Green Edge podcast. This podcast series accompanies the Green Edge newsletter, to which you can subscribe at greenedge.substack.com. The Green Edge is produced by Blue Mirror Insights. 